welcome back to the Twist My Arm Podcast. It's been a couple weeks, I would say. Don't worry, Jesse, I'll edit that out. <laughs> um, no, it's, uh, it's, it's good to be back. Um, I'm Josh. I have uh, my co-host Kylie and say hello. Hello. And my other co-host Jesse. Hello. Sweet. It's been a while. My opening skills are a little off right now, so. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, we're back from our little spring break. Um, we we took some time off to kind of gather our thoughts, and honestly, we took some time off because I got a switch, and I have not <laughs> done anything but that. It's true. So, um, yeah, if you uh, if you're new to the show, if this is your first time listening, this episode twenty five, your first time, then uh, find us on Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat and Instagram. Um, you can email us at twistmyarmpodcast at gmail.com. And Jesse, what's the, God, what is the website again? What's the website? <laughs> you can visit the website at twistmyarm.wordpress.com. That has links to all of the audio podcast episodes, as well as Corbin's Corner and the YouTube channel has links there as well. Um, if you click on the little menu button there, you can see links to all of our social media um twitch twitter facebook instagram everything josh already mentioned you can find it all in that place twistmyarm.wordpress.com nice thank you i always forget that i need to write that down i did write it down but i lost where i wrote it down so speaking of <laughs> speaking of twitch and that stuff um we are now that i do have a, a switch and stuff i'm gonna start doing some switch twitches and i also have um i'm i'm talking with my little brother he's a big pc gamer nerd and he's interested in coming on and doing some some twitch casts with our with our little uh twist my army so um like i said he's really big into pc so if anyone has any ideas of, of what games he would want to do i don't know anything about pc games and i don't i don't play pc games so if anybody has any suggestions he was just i mean i think he's bored and looking for some different games to play so Send us some yeah, so if you go on if you go on Twitch, just search for TMA Games. You can follow us there. And we all broadcast through that channel, and you can also find our our individual channels there as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just a little... I just want to say a big thanks to everyone. Um, we've been doing this podcast since, what, <coughs> August, I think? It was like the end of August, I think, when we started doing it. And uh, yeah. since then... We just surpassed 1,000 plays in total with yeah. our show. Um, and I, I mean, that was a couple weeks ago. I did post about it <coughs> on the social media webs. Um, but I just wanted to say thanks to everyone that has listened and continues to listen. Um, it's nuts that people have listened to it over a thousand times, you know. So thank you guys all for your support. And we'll... we'll do something cool, maybe make some t-shirts or stickers or something one of these days. Damn. I want to make some business cards. I've been talking about it for a while. So stickers are probably about <laughs> a year away from now. <laughs> but eventually. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's been a couple of weeks, like I said. what uh, What's everyone been doing? Jesse, what have you been up to since last we talked? Oh man, I've been playing a lot, a lot of video games. Uh, we can definitely talk about that when we get into the video games section, but just as a quick preview, I finally started playing The Witcher 3, which a lot of people have said is you know one of the best RPGs ever made. 
um, friends, close friends that I respect the opinions on video games <laughs> of have said similar things. And it's just one of those games that I never got around to because I figured, you know, it's going to be a big time investment. And I don't know if I have time, you know, having a full-time job and the podcast, etc. But I figured, you know what, I'll play it an hour or two at a time. I'll see how I like it. I do really love it. Um, I played it once before for probably four or five hours, and I got into some Gwent and then stopped progressing. So huh. um, I am familiar with it, but I finally started a playthrough, and you can follow that on Twitch. It's called, I think, uh, JB's Witcher Noob Venture or something of the sort. <laughs> that's so, the same game that, that with the card game you were playing, right? Right. Yeah, okay. so that's where Gwent like, comes from. Right, right, Gwent. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a version of it in the game. There is some some video on the Twitch channel of me um, repeatedly failing to beat the Bloody Baron. Uh, I did eventually beat oh, him, yes. but I think it took me two or three tries. <laughs> um, and then other than that, I've been playing a lot of Drawn to Death, which is still free for another three or four days on PlayStation Plus. There's already been like four or five updates to that game. They've put out free maps. They've added content. They're going to add more content. The, de- uh, the developers are constantly giving away stuff on Twitter and Twitch. It's pretty cool. Um, if the game's not your cup of tea, that's cool, but definitely download it and check it out. Like I said, it's free, so if you don't like it, you can delete it. For sure. I really, um, I really I, enjoyed playing that game. If I can, if I could ever put down my Switch, I will get back on there, but my PS4 has not been <laughs> turned on in two weeks now. So um, Totally understandable. And you, uh, you, um, also, I also, you got a new car, right? I did. Um, Fucking A, congrats. On top of... Yeah, on top of all the gaming and stuff, I went outside and did some <laughs> some grown-up stuff and ended up with a car out of it. Um, my brother oh, works yeah. at a dealership, so thanks to him, I was able to get a really great price. And it's a beautiful car, and we're absolutely in love with it. Heck yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's good to be 100% mobile again. The old car is good, but it's much more of a commuting car and not really a road tripping car sure <laughs> not not one of those driving hour to maybe do a show every now and then kind of cars <laughs> right <laughs> of course now i have now i have one of those cars right um the uh the last game that i will just mention before we get into it is um there's a demo for the new bethesda game called prey that's available this weekend um if you don't get the demo don't worry about it it comes out um i think the fifth the same day as guardians of the galaxy 2 actually um but yeah it's uh so far it's pretty fun i'll talk about it at length when we get to it but yeah cool big highlights for me so far these last couple weeks new car lots of video games and lots to talk about on the podcast hell yeah kylie what have you been up to the last couple weeks um, well, I think I also play in video games with you. <laughs> and well, okay, I'm gonna say like past couple of days I've been playing video games. <laughs> Most of the time I've been watching you play video games because you won't put the thing down. <laughs> but I mean, it's pretty cool. I'm I, I'm almost as excited as Josh, but probably not quite. I'm obviously gonna divulge and get into some of that once he's decides yeah. he's done. But I, we, I think we've both been pretty busy. Um, these cats are ruining the show. Right. <laughs> I don't know what's up with that today, but um, yeah, and I've actually gone to a couple um, really yummy places to eat in the past week or nice. so. So and you also got yourself a new dress. 
yeah, I've yeah, after taxes, it you know, we we got ourselves some nice things. So, nice. pretty stuff for Kylie, video nice. games for Josh. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've also been uh, I've been working with with Corbin on uh my band stuff. He uh he joined he joined Acknot. So, we're doing a little uh acoustic sort of, I don't know, it's it's a weird mesh of musical minds, but it's really cool. So, so for those of you that pay attention to our Facebook page, the one lie out of the five things that I said was that Nate got charged with assaulting a police officer. He did not get charged with assaulting a police, <laughs> o- police officer. He just went to Philadelphia this weekend. So, Oh, so there's still time. Wait, he still was pl- in Philly? <laughs> he was in Philly the weekend of the draft? No, he, uh, he leaves tomorrow morning. So, so yes, so he like, was kind in of, Philadelphia yes. the weekend of the draft. Yes. Wow. Yes, I guess we're recording this Saturday. It'll probably be posted Sunday. So he leaves the day that we're posting this. And so yeah, the, wow. I'm sure he might he might land and you know run into some punk ass little rookie. Draft maybe he'll get to meet. Maybe he'll get to meet new Bronco Jake Butt. Jake Butt. Nice. He has been the butt of all jokes for the last two days. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I love the fun names in freaking football. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. You guys, we can't talk about this without talking about the Cowboys who drafted Taco Carlton. <laughs> oh yeah, Taco. What? <laughs> Do you think it's like they're like celebrities and they just pick whatever <laughs> name they want when they go like play? <laughs> I mean, I would if I was going into the NFL. I'd be like. Yeah, you have to call me Tychondrius. Like <laughs> Tychondrius. That's my first name. Tychondrius Maximus. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I'm, why not? That sounds like, like a very large dude. It does. I would be like a. I'd be like a Vernon. Vernon Excelsior. <laughs> Excelsior. <laughs> and uh, the number twenty-four pick in the draft, the uh, Tennessee Titans pick, uh, Vernon Excelsior. <laughs> Let's let's be honest. You're going to Cleveland. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's oh man. Poor, I got that Cleveland. joke. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I understood <laughs> that reference. <laughs> yeah, true. Yes. Oh, Guardians too. I'm really I'm really excited for that one. Um, whew, all right. So now that we're done with our weekly recap of our lives, I know everybody cares so much. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. We don't do shit. Play video <laughs> we games try to... and eat food and yeah. work. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Yell, and at, yell at the cats and yes. podcast. Yeah. Po- cats, our cats are our lives. That's definitely mm. true. Yeah. <laughs> so, God, I guess uh, I guess we can move on to our first little segment. What is it? The pizza latest segment. Pizza latest. <laughs> Um, okay, cool, yeah. Um, so this is this is the segment where uh, Kylie tells us the good restaurant, local restaurant that she went to mm-hmm. through the week. Um, but since we haven't done in one the for... the Denver area. Yeah, so since we <laughs> haven't done one in a couple weeks, I think you had two to do, right? Yes. yes. Both Asian foods. Yes. which is Kylie's favorite. Of course. Oh my gosh. Um, and actually, we just went to Tokyo Joe's the other day, too, so... Oh, we did. I could eat, I could eat Asian for days. <laughs> Wow! I know that sounded a little, a little word, a little. I worse. know there's a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> I just, I can't quite find it, and I don't even want to fumble around for it. So. <laughs> for real, 
Um, but yeah, so I am a huge fan of Asian. And that being said, I have always been on the pursuit for the best um, Chinese food. So far... Um, the perfect bite. The, yes, that perfect bite. <laughs> <laughs> um, that being said, my favorite Chinese food place of all time is actually, it's called Peking and it's in North Conway, New Hampshire. I doubt any of you guys will ever find yourselves in North Conway, New Hampshire, but it is delicious. North Conway. Um, yes, it's, yes, it's pretty actually, I think it's about 20 minutes south of Maine. Huh. Have you heard of that place, Jesse? North Conway? You lived in Maine for a little bit. There's also a Conway, New Hampshire. There's like... Conway, New Hampshire is, you said 20 minutes south of the state line with Maine? I, yeah, I mean, I'm, that's just an estimate. I mean, I haven't been Mm. in a a while, but... I know nothing about the East. I haven't. (laughs) <laughs> it's yes, all, I mean, it's all within 50 miles of each other. Correct, yeah. Boston and Maine and New York, they're all right there. And it's true. So um, so anyway, that's always been my favorite place. And here in Denver, I've always been on the pursuit of, um, you know, something that was at least close, if not better. I don't think I've ever, you know, I don't know if I'll ever find a better than that. But anyway, there's this place that is right across the street from our house, actually, um, which is really nice for us. I don't think we would have ever... I don't know if I would have ever tried it if we didn't live right here, but it's called um, China Beijing, and it's about uh, Hamden and Tamarack. Those of you who you know, are from I just Denver. realized China Beijing. <laughs> they just took Beijing China and reversed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that might be that might be the correct order there. <laughs> Baby, I don't know. That's so strange. <laughs> Maybe I'm just strange because I'm American. Mind blowing. Yes. No, that place is really good, though, and I totally agree. We would probably not have ever eaten there if we didn't move to this certain area. No, it's right next to Benihana's. You know, you can get some Asian food there, and it's super delicious, sure, but this place is pretty awesome. So um, we get it. We actually order it from delivery or for delivery quite often. It's right across the street, and we get it delivered to us. I know. You know but wow. When you get Chinese, that's oh, how addicted on, to Switch you are. <laughs> that's just an Look, all I'm going to get my. Thing. Get my console from Japan and have my food delivered from China. I'll never leave my house. <laughs> we'll just listen to anime sand- soundtracks all day. America. Exactly. With our cats. Um. You guys are anime characters. <laughs> it's true. I could see it. I could see it. Um, but anyway, my uh, mom and her awesome boyfriend treated me to... Um, I don't know. I don't know why how we decided on that. Probably because I said it was delicious. But So I finally actually went into the place. It was yesterday yeah or the night before anyway um there's not really a whole lot to say about the interior i would say it was pretty typical you know chinese place you know pretty things all over the place it was awesome but the most notable thing was our waitress and i i really should have gotten her name but she i I think it's got to be for the extra tips it's got to (laughs) be but she was just spouting off all like the asian stereotypical quotes and like um, so, for example, um, when she was taking our order, she was like, you know, and then, and like, you know, just like on purpose. And then after that, um, <laughs> my mom and her boyfriend got soup and I decided not to. And she goes, no soup for you. And like, oh I was God. just like, geez. So we ended up tipping her a lot. She was really hilarious. It was a lot of fun in there. Um, there was like, um, there was people of all ages. I thought it was really neat. Um, but it was, it's, you can definitely tell it's like a neighborhood place to go it's i don't think a lot of people know about it 
Sure. Um, but their food is super delicious. I think what I liked the best about it and why it was so close to Peking was because their sweet and sour chicken, their sauce, it was like... Um, made with like cherries and so it was really sweet and that's what Ooh. i like about it at um um peking so hmm. i was really impressed with that and i think you know the, sometimes you can get some fried rice that's like not so fresh it's kind of hard like i think they're every time we've had it it's always been on point even when they deliver i don't think like well it only takes them two minutes to get here so I it know, a lot of time to get bad <laughs> <laughs> it's true but like you know it, they're just always always good service, so I really like that place a lot. Um, the other place I went, though, two weeks ago was a little fancier than that. It's called Land of Sushi. And I had been there a time or two Wait, before. Wait, time out, time out. Sure. Before we go on to the next one, mm-hmm. that first one was called China Beijing. Yes. Just, just, for, just for reference point. Yes. Just so we have a break. So the first one is China Beijing, and it's on Hampton and Tamarack, right next to the Target there. If anyone wants to check it out. Yes. And the um, Benihana's. Yes. Very, very like cheaply or not, not cheap, but like very well priced. Not, not too expensive. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the, the portions fr- are huge. Por- yeah. That, that was the other thing I was going to get into is like, it's, it's like two, six ounce scoops, scoops of rice. Right. In one bowl. And mm-hmm. it's, I mean, you pay 10 bucks for basically three meals. So yeah, I would say easily three <coughs> giant meals. And it's one of those places that, like, you, it'll definitely, if it doesn't get the, you know, the right kind of people going in there and, and the people, like, regulars and and people to support it, it'll, it'll probably go out and it'll really suck because it's one of those places that's really good mm-hmm. and one of those local restaurants that, in my opinion, you know, it's it's not very fancy, so not a lot of people, like you said, go to it. So the more people that go check it out, the longer <laughs> it'll stay around. You know, and it's kind of hard to judge off that, too, because mo- I would say most people probably get Chinese delivered or for pickup. So that's true. I just I'm I guess I'm just thinking about the local businesses. I, I get worried about that shit nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. They're, they're going out. So anyway, China, Beijing, Hampton, Tamarack. Deliciousness. Week two was um, Land of Sushi. Yes. And I don't I I don't think that one's a chain. Um, it's on um it's right across the street from South Glen, on Arapahoe and University. Um, anyway, I we've been there a couple times. Josh has actually been there with me. Um, I just can't stand sushi. Right. I mean, but they also it's have called Land O Sushi. Right. Yeah, it's a whole kingdom of sushi. What are you gonna do there? <laughs> well, they do have you know your chicken fried rice. Your well, you actually Ugh. had the um the chicken, the sesame chicken, and I it did. was. I think that was probably the best sesame <laughs> chicken I've ever had. Like it was delicious. Wouldn't you agree? It was so good. It was and I was eating my sushi, and I still wanted to eat some of your shit. I guess that's not um that's not abnormal though. I'm always eating both of our meals. Just so. looking for that perfect bite. Just looking for that perfect bite. It's so true. Um. <laughs> Anyway, so they actually, they're one of those places that has the um, dollar sushi, but like by the piece. Um, and so that's on happy hour. And I think when it's not on happy hour, your basic roll is like a dollar fifty two bucks. So it's like, it's pretty... Reasonably priced. It, yeah, for sushi, obviously. Um, but I would say like they're, they've got this huge, it's like this huge slab of fish and like a little bit of rice. And it's actually, it's pretty huge portions. I would say it's definitely... A, you know, good bang for your buck. So um, I can't say enough about how fresh that place is. And they're actually, it's when we went, it was a really beautiful um, 
place. It was really kind of big and spacious. Nice and, and clean. It was very nice and clean. And you could sit at the bar and you could watch them make it. Um, I did that with a friend of mine once. And it's it's kind of neat. They, It's not as exciting as hibachi, but they can do some pretty cool stuff, you know? It's really neat to watch them. So I would definitely recommend sitting at the bar. Right now, though, they're actually going through construction. Oh, so it's not as clean and pretty. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> land no drywall. Exactly. It, it's still it's still pretty nice, and it, they have actually a pretty nice little bar still that you can sit at. Um, but so I asked the guy, uh, the waiter, when they were going to be done, and he said that he didn't know the exact date, but that they were about halfway, and it's supposed to be more big and more beautiful. So um, definitely check it out. I, it, did you they know, did they buy like a, a store next to it or something to expand or you know no because it's it, in a shopping center. It so. is, but it, they always had that whole corner there. It's really huge. I think they're just oh, okay. sectioning it off. Like they're working on the other side, and it's big enough oh, that okay. they can still have a full restaurant. That makes sense. Um, so I mean, but still, the food was is good enough that that doesn't take away from your experience. Sure. Um, and I, I got to try a lot of really neat things there that I have never tried before. Um, and it, again, it's really their li- fresh. Their so, you know, list of sushi rolls is ridiculous. Yes. It's... And their their list of just, um, they have really awesome rolls, you know, like you said, the fancy ones that are all special and stuff. But <laughs> the ones that you can get by the pieces are definitely very impressive and very delicious. And it's I think it's one of my favorite sushi places. Um. Yeah. Sweet. One day we'll talk about my favorite sushi place. We'll have to go there. Where, you're, you're, which one is it? That one's Go Fish on First. And oh yeah. Broadway, but you can't go with me because that's all they like have is sushi. So. Yeah. Do they have sake? Which place? Go Go. Is that the one? Go, go fish? fish. Go Fish. I. I. Yeah. I would. Yeah. I imagine so. I'll just drink. Actually, you know, I think they do. I've had <laughs> s- they, sake there before. I think it's required for sushi restaurants by law to have sake. <laughs> Right. Um, but that brings me to Land of Sushi, though. They had super yummy sake. Sometimes when you drink sake, it can be like gasoline. It's it's really. really yeah, it's it's made I've out of rice. Oh, my gosh. It is. <laughs> so, some can be totally gross. Um, but this one was really nice and sweet um, and strong. So it gave you a nice little buzz. <laughs> but it, it, it kind of tasted like the, you know, the warm green tea that you can get. It was kind of reminiscent of that. It oh, wasn't sure, reminiscent sure, yeah. of gasoline. So okay. it was nice. So it was definitely like an nice. actual, actual, that's one thing that I've heard about sake. That's why probably I've never tried it yeah. because I hear that it, it, so many times I get it wrong and then it doesn't taste the way that it should. Yeah, it's not. So. When you, no, it can be disgusting, but this one's very nice. So if you're a sake fan, Land of Sushi has good sake. Totes. Totes. All right. Anything else about food this week? Um, I'm really hungry now. I, <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. We've got some leftovers in the fridge. Get and some I'm like, donuts. Yeah. We're going to start eating on the microphone. I know. <laughs> hey, don't don't go to Voodoo Donuts, though, and try and eat their <laughs> giant donut. Oh, yes. Don't do that. Yeah. At least when you're really drunk. It's not worth your life, man. Yeah. God. So. God, Josh, you suck at writing shows. um and so sweet all right so that'll be it for the food section and so we got china beijing and we got land of sushi yes which is just a 
play place of sushi. And I feel confident in saying that both are some of the best around that I found in Denver. So definitely check it out if that is your thing. Cool. Um, again, still on that pursuit of the perfect bite. So there will be more to come. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of more to come, I have a shit ton of Star Wars notes here. So can you guys guess what the next section is going to be about? Star Wars. Yeah. The Last Jedi trailer. Man, there's so much more than that, and I don't even I don't even think I want to get into it all because there's so much. I should have gotten some water because I'm about to talk a lot. Um, did you? I know Kylie, you watched some of the celebration stuff with me. Jesse, did you watch any of the celebration footage or read any of the news articles? Yeah, so so I watched like the first. I don't remember. So I watched the start of the stream, the live stream, until it cut out right before they did the Carrie Fisher tribute. Oh, okay. And at that point, I was super upset and decided I'm not watching any more of this stream. <laughs> like, so when okay. the trailer came out, I saw the trailer, but I didn't see the rest of the stream because I was mad at them. Okay. That, uh, that makes sense. You know, they did that with Force <laughs> Awakens two years ago. Um I was watching the live stream and they were like, are you guys ready for the trailer? And everyone's like, yeah. And I, I'm in my room by myself like, yeah. Psych. Yeah. And and then it just like cut to black and it was like, this stream will be back shortly presented by Verizon. And I was like, I fucking hate you, you know. But this year um, they did cut the Carrie Fisher thing. But it, it was like they basically did what they did with the trailer. They cut it for that one little section and then came right back to the show and finished it out. And I think that with the backlash mm. they got with cutting it out, they actually they didn't cut the trailer um, during that panel because I was watching it at work. I was sitting there like making a lasagna and fucking watching, you know, the Star Wars live stream and I'm watching the panel. And as I'm watching it, I had remembered that was when I remembered that they cut for the Force Awakens trailer. And I was like, shit, these motherfuckers are going to cut again whenever the trailer starts. But they didn't. They actually just they were like, all right, here's the trailer. And then it like stopped for a second. They switched over to like the HD version where it wasn't live cameras, played the trailer and then switched back over to the to the panel. So that was really yeah. cool. Um, and it, it sucks that I mean, especially if you were so invested in it right at the beginning when they cut out for that. Um, I watched the. I watched like the oh, it was later that night after the beginning. I watched the video of it. I didn't see it live. I just watched the video, so they didn't cut it out during that. They'd put it in there. Um But yeah, so basically Star Wars Celebration happened April twelfth through the fourteenth. And for those of you that don't know what it is, it's basically the biggest Star Wars convention um in the world. And it it goes anywhere from it. it it's hosted in all sorts of different places from England to this year was in Orlando. I think a couple of years ago was in Australia, I think. Um, it, it goes all over the place. So it's a super fun event. They do all sorts of previews for upcoming games, movies, toys, um, comics, all sorts of shit. You know, they have panels with actors um, from the movies, the directors. The This year, for the first time ever, they had George Lucas on the opening panel. This year was the 40th. Yeah, it's like... Sorry, go on. It's like the officially sanctioned Star Wars convention. Right, there you go. Right, like... 
and it, yeah. it, it's it's hosted by Warwick Davis. He's been he was the like creator of it. He started it back. I think he said it was like 20, 25 years ago or something. And so That's he's, cool. he always hosts it every year. And um, I, I love his little desk. I don't know. I'm I'm such an asshole, but I love his little desk. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> so. Anyway, speaking of speaking of like panels and first appearances, like I said, George Lucas was there for the first time ever, and thousands of nerds were silenced and creamed their pants when he walked out <laughs> on stage. Um, it's an awful visual. Yeah. Fucking gross. And then even thousands I, more died when Harrison Ford showed up for the first time ever. Sure. So, if I could, I think my favorite moment from when I was watching from the beginning of the stream um when george came out is he was like they asked him you know something about like how does it feel you know to know what you've created and to see <laughs> the looking little kids eyes and all this stuff and, and like, he goes ma, ma, you know like like i always said um um you know he uh, goes <laughs> he goes i'm i'm not supposed to say this but it's a movie for 12 year olds and <laughs> <laughs> and I love that they love it. Like yeah. I made it I wanted to give, you know, philosophy and lessons and you know things like that to 12-year-olds but in a way that is better than, you know, here's a boy scout here's following the manual. Street. It's like yeah. Right. It's like, you know, here's the philosophical side of it. Like he's giving you mythological heroes that you can be like, well, Luke Skywalker wouldn't do that. Like to right. see him describe it that way was really satisfying for a couple of reasons. Number <laughs> one, not not the least of which is because it shows that he's not ignorant of what he's done and, you know, what he did with the prequels and stuff. He's like, yeah, dude, like I made this because this is how I wanted it to be. Right. Like, I'm really, I'm really glad that he's not, you know, super upset with everybody hating on him and things like that over the years. Like, I'm glad that he's able to still be proud of what he made. Well, and secondly, I think six billion dollars would make you proud of anything. So, well, yeah, he can, he can <laughs> laugh all the way to the bank. He's he but, cuddles with a Jar Jar Binks statue at night after that six billion dollar right. payout. And secondly. It's just like the most beautiful vindication as a Star Trek fan. <laughs> like, I told you this movie was for 12-year-olds. And now God damn it, George Lucas himself has told you this movie is for 12-year-olds. So please keep that. No, I'm saying it's a positive thing. Keep it in mind when you go see these movies. Like, don't hold them to the highest possible standard of cinematic excellence because that's not what they're supposed to be. Right. Don't try and look at them through that lens. Go enjoy them for what they are. Like right. it's it's I just I I feel like it's a good thing for people to hear. Like it's not a negative thing. It sounds like an insult, but I don't think it is. I no, I, I agree. I just I I think it's funny that you always have to at some point in the show you have to troll me at some point mm. with Star Trek. Kind of my job. I know. I mean it's, it's okay though. I'm just bringing um, balance to the force. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I totally agree, though. Um, and that that's huge for those people that judge these movies so much. You know, I I thoroughly enjoy Force Awakens. I still watch it all the time. Um, Rogue One, I fucking love that movie. And the amount of people that I see complaining about the movies and how they're, you know, oh, man, they're 
they're just a blah 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 blah. They 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 suck. They're blah, and it's they're not looking at it in the in the aspect of just enjoying it for what it is, like you were saying. So yeah. I I would agree with that statement that that's that's a good thing that he said that maybe put some people in check a little bit. It didn't because yeah. celebration started a frenzy of theories and all sorts speculation. Of yeah, yeah, things things that are just going to end up disappointing people. And I have speaking of that, I've fully cut myself off from from anything spoilery with Star Wars. Just to let everybody know. <laughs> I don't watch anything or read anything. So anymore, send so send all your spoiler theories to at twist my arm cast on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, okay. Ky- Kylie will check that from now on. Just to <laughs> let you know. Good. Um so anyway, back to celebration. Uh you started with the the fortieth anniversary panel that had, you know, Harrison Ford, which was funny. It was really funny to see him up there. He was making fun of George Lucas and then Mark Hamill came out and started making fun of Harrison Ford and it was it was just a jolly old time. It was a jolly old time. <laughs> um and the the Carrie Fisher mem- memoir, whatever you would call that. Mm-hmm. Uh tribute. Tribute, yes. Was awesome. Um it was it was presented by Billy Lord as well, her daughter, Carrie Fisher's daughter. She came out and like had a speech and and they showed a really "Quote unquote touching video of Carrie Fisher and stuff. It was. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I, I definitely teared up a little bit watching it, just because you know the the lady. She embraced that shit so hard. She she was Princess Leia, you know, and that's exactly what she said. That's a direct quote from her in that in that tribute. You know, they caught her saying that all the time, and I think what got me the most was they went through the different years of of her going through interviews and saying, Oh, I still remember my lines from, you know, 1977. And, oh man. And she did. And she did like she, there was an interview in the eighties where she recited the whole Obi-Wan speech. And then same thing in the nineties recited it word for word. And then even 2015, I think was the last interview where she did it. She recited the whole thing word for word still like, you know, 40 years later. And I don't know that that's, that was cool just to, you know, know that she was, she was a, a fan's actress, I guess yeah. you would say. She really loved the fans. Well, I think it's neat that she was like the biggest Star Wars fan, though. Like, right? <laughs> nah, Mark Hamill is the biggest Star Wars fan. <laughs> That's so cute. How fun! And as as somebody who wasn't super like dedicated to it when I was younger, I was really, really torn up when I was watching that Carrie Fisher memorial. It was like. Man, I'm having some serious emotions that I did not expect to have for this. Like it was like going to the art museum. Because it, yeah, like when I was there, it brought it all back, and I was, was just like, like, "What the fuck?" It was very, it was very poignant, pretty heavy. Yeah, yeah I kind of feel like Josh probably made you watch Star Wars like quite a few times. Me? Yeah. <laughs> no. No. I don't think so. Oh, well, that, okay. <laughs> Maybe it was just. It was one of those things, like, by the time Josh and I reconnected, it was like we had clearly established our boundaries here. Like, <laughs> yes, we can be friends, but But don't push your shit situation. on me, all right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Don't push we your... had a friend... <laughs> we had a friend in high school whose uh, PC font was set to Klingon <laughs> for, like, a couple... Who was that? What? 
Nice. I yeah. I don't remember that, but okay. I won't disclose the name now, but I'll tell you off air. Okay, you're gonna have to do that. We'll take a break soon. I want to know. I want to know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so God, I must have gotten too high. You want to you know my favorite part about the celebration? What? Um, the outfits. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a really cool costume contest because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the cosplay there is incredible. First um, place deserved first place. Yeah, if you get a chance, go look it up. I don't have any sort of website for that or anything. I totally forgot to get any info on that. But the first place uh, I'll winner find was... One in- Sorry? I'll find one and put it in the show notes. I'm Sweet. doing the show notes right now on the website, so I'll put them in nice, there. Nice, nice. Yeah, the, the the first place winner was a bedazzled stormtrooper. Oh my gosh, just like thousands upon thousands of rhinestones. It was crazy. It was so beautiful and so well done. Yeah. I bet it's so expensive, too. If you if you get a chance, Jesse, post that on there, and then people go check that out, because it was a stormtrooper, and then second place was like identical... Amidala mm-hmm. costume. There was a lot of really awesome Amidala like costumes. Yeah, and then third place was a black C three PO. Yes, and that one was really cool. I bet yeah. I bet it was so uncomfortable and hot. Probably but it was definitely pretty neat. Ugh. Yeah. Um, other things that happened at celebration, aside from that, which is really cool. Speaking of that, Comic Con is coming up. We should check that out. That's that's beside the point, but. Yes. Other things that happened at Star Wars Celebration were the Last Jedi trailer, which I have an entire page of notes about the Last Jedi trailer. And, you know, maybe I'll just go on YouTube and do like a live video or something talking about it. Yeah, I was going to say, you should probably just do your own segment about that where you can answer questions because that's going to be really involved. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on in there. And it's it's super cool. I, re- I I'm really excited for this for this movie to come out. Um. And I'm also really excited that the trailer didn't really give anything away. For anyone that watched the Last Jedi trailer, which is probably everybody, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that it broke the internet. But, you, I mean, you, you watch it and you're like, oh my god, now I have more questions than I did answers after that. You know, you're like, where, you know, where, where's, where is everybody? You know, what's, what's going on with Finn? What planet are they on? Why is, why is Luke all dark and heavy and saying ending things and ah, my brain is yeah they may right they now. managed to spoil basically nothing <laughs> yeah which is really cool the only thing that that i saw that was kind of spoiled was that finn is in stable condition <laughs> i thought just just for the hell of it someone went and w- when you see the little shot of finn in his uh looks like a back to suit kind of like a back to tank i don't know some medical tank there's some writing um, on the side of it, on the glass. You can see the writing, and it's an Aramesh or Aramesh or something like that, which is the language for Star Wars. And someone looked up what that word is, and it, it was stable. So we know <laughs> that Finn is stable, and, it's in, and he's okay. Yay. And that's about it. Good. Um, but that's it. But yeah, and then obviously Ray's going to be training to be something. I think, without going too far into it, I think Luke wants to end what the Jedi Order was and start something else in its in its place. I think that him saying the Jedi need to end isn't him going, Ugh, I'm going to pout about me losing, so I'm just going to end this whole thing. I think he's saying that to, to actually bring balance to the Force, you're going to need to be something 
something bigger. Like a gray Jedi. Some kind of new order or something. Yeah. The one that's in between. I really think that it's going to be something where he's like, oh man, we can't, we can't win against the dark side without kind of dabbling into that sort of, you know, that, that part of the force. So he's going right. to propose the gray Jedi order, which would be cool. They could do a lot of cool stuff with that. Um, other things that came out, forces of destiny was announced, which is going to be a new cartoon to it's, it's going to be a YouTube cartoon little segments it's 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 airing on disney for the first two episodes i think they're little 10 minute episodes and then it's just going straight to youtube um but that's coming out next year that's about all the heroines of star wars that's going to be about like princess leia and ray and maz kanata and mon mothma and the other two girls that are in star wars i love the names <laughs> What was the what was the favorite Ahsoka name? Ahsoka Tano and who? The favorite name that we had? Oh, East Coast. East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Love there's it. there's a game called Galaxy of Heroes that I've talked about plenty of times that I never knew that this was the guy's name, but it is spelled E E T H K O T H. So East Coast, and I wait wait wait. No, no, hear me out here because I really think that whenever they were trying to figure out the name to this Jedi, that there was some guy in the office that had a really bad lisp, and they were like, "Hey, no, hey, Todd, what, uh, what do you think we should, uh, what do you think we should end this Jedi?" And he's like, "I don't know, man. I really like the East Coast." Like, no, no, no. I'm gonna no. go visit the East Coast next week. So <laughs> I see, I see where you're coming from, but <laughs> I think it's if they East pronounce- Coast. <laughs> yes, thank you. If they pronounce Hoth as Hoth, then it's Hoth. I know, I get it. But I like to think that it was someone going to the East Coast with a lisp. Jesse, you ruined it. <laughs> I like East Coast better. Kylie, Kylie, that's what I do with Star Wars. You, you are a ruiner. That is my Fun job. Spoiler. <laughs> oh. You are ruiner of days, oh, sir. That's funny. <laughs> no, it's it. Anyway, um, forces of destiny. Back to that. They're <laughs> they're having all the all the little mini stories of all the you know the women of Star Wars, and the cool thing about that is they're being voiced by all the original actresses, aside from Carrie Fisher. Um, but Ahsoka Tano, her the the girl who did her voice in Clone Wars, is going to be her again in this. Um, Ray Daisy Ridley is coming back to do Ray. Um, the the girl that did Maz Kanata. I mean, they're all coming back. All the original actors are coming back to do their voices. So that's exciting. Um, we also have a let's see. Who's gonna have the honor of Princess Leia? Uh, I think it's the same girl that was doing it in Rebels. Oh, okay. So okay. And awesome segue because Rebels was my next point. Woo. Season four is starting here in September, and it's going to be the final season of Rebels, which is makes perfect sense because they originally said that Rebels started about four or five years before A New Hope, so the fourth season would be about the fourth or fifth year, and they're going to tie everything together and end it here, which is great. That's exciting because Clone Wars went on for way too long, and it got boring, and I lost interest. And uh, I'm excited to see what what they do with the finale of Rebels. 
especially with Thrawn in the mix and all that stuff. So, um, let's see from movies. Uh, I think movies and TV. I think that was all I had there. Um, yeah, uh, we got some books coming out. Captain Phasma: Escape from Starkiller Base Fun. is coming out here this summer. Uh, it's a comic series. It's the first part of the quote-unquote Journey to the Last Jedi books. So when Force Awakens was announced, they had a book series come out called Aftermath, and that was the Journey to the Force Awakens. You know, the start, like, like anything that had anything to do with the this this movie series, you know, the, the episodic series, they'll say journey to so and so. Anything part of the official story. Exactly. Part of the official canon goes directly to that. So this Captain Phasma's um comic is the first part of like the kickoff of the Journey to the Last Jedi. So that's pretty cool. Okay. And it's showing how she gets out of the uh trash compactor and all that shit. So, right. So that should be interesting. Hopefully, hopefully she is a little bit more of a badass than we saw in Force Awakens. I mean, we saw like yeah. For a second, I was like, I was like, why would she need to escape from there? Shouldn't she be like living and working? Oh, right. They blew it up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So and it and it starts right when Finn and Han Solo throw her in the trash compactor. Excellent. So yeah. That that should be a good time. Uh, let's see, we got uh, oh right, Battlefront two. Did you see the trailer for that, Jesse? Yeah, I did. Oh That's my god! Possibly one of the more interesting Star Wars game trailers I've seen. Indeed, because man, there's been a lot, but that one looks pretty good. Yeah, I am really excited to see what the storyline is. Um. From from what we know so far, it's about the Inferno Squad, which is like the the special forces of the Empire in the Return of the Jedi era, and uh, it's it's basically just going through that the thirty years between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens and doing a bunch of different battles and stories from from those times. So, should be very interesting to see what they do. Um, and the. The campaign has been confirmed as official Canon. story. Yep, it is. So there definitely is going to be some spoilers. I'm I'm almost positive. Since it comes out in November, there's probably going to be some tiny, tiny little spoilers to to arise like right before Last Jedi comes out. You know, it would make sense. Yeah, definitely gonna have to pick that up. Hopefully, it comes out for the Switch. The switch. <laughs> Keep dreaming. I can't think about nothing else. Mm-mm. It's hard for me to even talk about Star Wars right now, which is really weird. Oh my gosh, on the way to work and stuff, he's always like talking about all the items he could find in the park <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Kylie, you poor suffering saint. We'll get into that. We'll get into that here soon, I'm sure. Um I you know that's I don't want to go too much more into the Star Wars stuff because obviously there's a lot. I could probably do a full episode by myself about everything that came out with, with Celebration and all the announcements and stuff. So I won't go too far into it. Um, there's some new toy lines coming out. I just picked up my first 
oh my god, 40th anniversary special edition Obi Wan Kenobi from GameStop. So those those are on a limited release right now. And Very nice. Yeah, they're they're. I think they're six. What is it? Six inches? Six or seven inches? They're really tall figures, but they're in the style of the like original makes of them, the original Kenner toys, and the box is like the original kind of you know rendition. So they're pretty cool. They're expensive. Um, I believe they're only one, at one last stop, thing. Pretty cool. Yeah, one last thing just to point out really quick. The very first frame of that Battlefront 2 trailer is a PlayStation logo. So oh, yeah. make sure you keep keep your PlayStation because I don't know if it's going to come out on Switch. No, I, I'm don't worry. I'm going to keep my PlayStation. Come on. <laughs> I don't know. You've, you've been sounding fairly... <laughs> you're like you're going to abandon it and just leave it to die. <laughs> don't worry, man. I'll I'll dust it off here saying. soon. I'll I'll, I'll draw to okay. death with you here soon. Maybe we could do that tonight. I got nothing going on tonight. Maybe we'll do a live let it, a live cast of, of some drawn to death um, tonight. Yeah, we can, but I'm burgin so hard, so we're gonna have to take a break between the you're, show you're and what? the stream. You're I'm burgin. I need a burger. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was some sort of code for like needed the shit. I'm Bergen. Oh. Yeah. No, no. I would just say that. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> um, I, all right. With the shit talk, I think uh, that's going to wrap up our Star Wars segment. There's not really much going off there. Um, going on there. God, man. I'm out of it. I'm like having a hard time. Getting my grip on reality. <laughs> Podcasting is so hard, man. <laughs> I'm serious though. Like my eyes are having a hard time adjusting to my computer screen because it's different from the Switch screen. Like different resolution. <laughs> yeah. Like earlier when I was typing up the notes, I was like, something is wrong with my screen. I like went into my settings and was trying to change the re- resolution and shit, and was like, no, it's <laughs> it's just my eyes. I'm just I'm just retarded. You know what you should do now is just get a tablet and learn to run the podcast off of a tablet. It'll feel more natural. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and then I'll just get little extensions on the side with a little ball yeah. mouse with my right hand. And then, you know, oh, man, that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. And like, yeah, mixing knobs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Hell yes. Um, <laughs> God. So anyway, with that being said, I think I want to let's take a little break. Let's play a little bit of music here. Corbin is really stepping up and sending me some some good music. So that being said, I don't know what music I'm playing right now because I haven't picked it yet, but I have this whole list of bands that I'm going to choose from here after the show, and then I'll put it on here, and everything will be in the show notes. So let's take a little break, and uh, we'll be right back with with our video game news because that's going to be fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Welcome back to the show. We're uh, sitting here on this late Saturday evening. It's not too late, I guess. It's, it's kind of late, but snowing out still. It's cold as fuck. April. Stupid. Hate it. Me too. Oh, Alan's saying hello. Getting rubbing his face on the mic. Thank you for that. Hello, Alan. <laughs> Dick, go away. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> um... Just got finished up talking about Star Wars. Uh, 
Could have talked for days, but, you know, I'll save you guys. I'll spare you that. So we're going to move on to our <laughs> move on to our video game section where Jesse gets to talk a little bit here. So let's uh, let's kick it off. Jesse, what you got for us this week? So this week, uh, the first thing I did, well, not the first thing I did. It's been two weeks, really. But what I did was I finally started to play through The Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt. Um, it's one of those games that I've heard so many good things about from so many different people. And it just, the hype was so high that it was like, is it really going to live up to that? And, you know, I've heard that it takes a time commitment. So I didn't want to just, you know, start a game and then not have time for it. Um, but I figured, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and give it a shot. I got the uh, complete edition, I think it's called. It has both DLCs. Uh, it was on sale on the PlayStation Store a couple months back for like $20. Oh, nice. So got the whole thing and figured, you know what, I'm going to do this. So I have a, a buddy who's like really into it, and he's been kind of guiding me through whenever I get lost. It's one of those games that doesn't really hold your hand. Um, you gotta you got to figure out what you're game? doing. Yeah, it's it's very open world. Okay. Like um almost no structure at all. Like the only structure that there is is the quests. So if you pick a quest, it'll tell you where to go. Other than that, you can go wherever you want. Um That is exactly like tell. Breath of the Wild. I can't wait to talk about that. Yeah, a lot of it's locked behind um story progress. So until you finish, you know, story quest part whatever you can't go to this area but um it's it's huge it's really enjoyable it's gorgeous if you follow me on twitter at jesse bailey you've seen my screenshots over the last week or two and they just i love it it's beautiful game the immersion factor is so high um for me immersion is always really big in a role-playing game like you want to feel like you're there you want to feel like you're part of that universe and the witcher accomplishes that really well um, there's tons of in-game books and little handwritten notes and letters and recipes that you can find and all different kinds of things that make it feel like a living world. And everybody knows your main character from the previous two games, but you don't have to play those games to make this one make sense, which I thought was really great because let's be honest, I'm not going to go find 10 and 15 year old games and, and play them through just so I can play this game. And it is, but it is so. the same character as it has been the whole time. Yes. Geralt of Rivia. Uh, I believe Geralt of Rivia has been the main character as far as I know the whole time. He is the witcher in the title. Um, okay. So witchers, it's basically like, um, you know, sort of a medieval type setting um, game of Thrones time period type area, if you will. Okay. And there's a, you know, there's evil magic in the world and there's a group of people called witchers that are able to use magic, but it costs them uh, their soul or their humanity or something along those lines, you know, classic RPG stuff. Sure. Um, it's really, really fun though. If you want to check it out, um, my playthrough uh, as an absolute noob, go to Twitch TV slash the real Jesse Bailey. It'll be on there. I think it's also on our YouTube channel. If you go to YouTube and look up Twist My Arm Podcast or TMA Games, it should pop up. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Like I said, it's hard not to get distracted and just go play a bunch of rounds of Gwent. But I have done that. I've, I've, you know, focused myself. I'm starting to do actual missions now. And it's a really fun game. I'm really enjoying it. Um, Other than that, the 
free games that were available for PlayStation Plus in April, Drawn to Death and Lovers in Dangerous Space Time, are both that? pretty that, enjoyable games. The, um, the Lovers one, how is that? So, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time is like a very uh, retro-looking 2D, um, I guess you'd call it a twin-stick shooter, you know, okay. like... Uh, top-down shooter type thing but what it is is you control what there's a ship uh that's in the center of the screen and the ship has it's a circle and there's shields on the outside of it and guns on the outside of it and engines on the outside of it and it's a co-op game and you play either with somebody you know locally like somebody on your couch or they can give you an ai pet that will do everything with you Um, But you take turns running around and moving the engines out around the outside of the ship to control where it's going. And you take turns moving to different guns to fire. And it's like this whole universe based on uh, uh, some race of future beings that has created a love engine that runs on love and makes everything cool. And it breaks. And you and somebody that you know have to go save it. Uh, you're part of the L-O-V-E-R-S, which is, you know, stands for something adorable. <laughs> and you, uh, <laughs> and you, you, your task is to go rebuild the love engine and, you know, save the love universe. It's, it's really cute. It's very fun. The music is great. It's um, definitely the kind of game you'll be used to if you get a lot of free games from PlayStation Plus. And the, the, so that one's know, free. Is it still free, like, the, for the next few days or whatever? I think I yeah. So I these games, that. I should, these I should, games are uh, these games are are all free until uh, a uh, May second, I believe. So okay, two or three days more to go. Okay. Um, Drawn to Death, which is the one that we talked about last time, is also still free. They've had several updates um, since the game came out. They're fixing a lot of matchmaking stuff. Um, nice. They're getting a lot of negative press because of the tone of the game. It's very um, I guess you would say juvenile, like lots of fart humor. Oh, that's the and best. And there's a big part, backlash. Though. Yeah, I agree. It, it's a there's a big backlash in the community because people are like, oh, you know, aren't we past this thing yet? And it's oh, like, come on, man, get over yourself and just play the game and have fun. Like, so like I said, if the if the game isn't your cup of tea, that's fine. But it's free, so go download it, check it out. We're probably gonna stream it later tonight. Man, it's really fun. And if, if you like, if you're easily offended. If you like Conker's Bad Fur exactly. and you like Borderlands, then you're gonna love that game. Like, and so I, I would say those two games mixed with like a Call of Duty just to just for the multiplayer factor, because it's because exactly. you go online and play against other people. Like, I think that's I, I think it's one of the most refreshing games that's come out in in the recent and that's or recent that's history. The thing is, it's it's new and it's different and it's original, and that's why some people don't like it. Ugh. But that's okay. Check it out. It's free. Um, and speaking of Borderlands, if you like Borderlands, one of the free games for PlayStation Plus in May, which again will be available May 2nd, is Tales from the Borderlands, Ooh, which the, is by Telltale, Telltale Games. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's coming out for everybody is it um, full, on PlayStation 4. Is it the full game? Cause it, I believe all, so. What is it, five episodes or something like that? Oh, actually, you know what? I don't know about that. I didn't know if there was a full bundle of that or if it's just going to be the first yeah, cause, episode. Because, like, the Telltale games have the... It's, it's like, episodic. So I remember playing mm-hmm. through The Walking Dead one. That one was really fun. It was Clementine and stuff, you know, episode one through five for the first season. And the second season, you know, you did the five episodes. It was right. super fun. So hopefully it's hopefully it's 
all the episodes because yeah i'll have to double check on that and i'll put that information in the show notes which again you can get at twistmyarm.wordpress.com yeah the uh other game that's coming out in may for free for playstation plus users is called abzu i don't know if you've ever seen anything about it but (laughs) it's like it's like this underwater diving exploration game and it reminds me the way it looks reminds me a lot of echo the dolphin from like sega genesis way back in the day it's beautiful like a gorgeously crafted underwater environment um very um cinematic look to it like very minimal heads-up display nothing too intrusive on the screen looks like a very relaxing uh, genre game in the style of like you know journey or flower or flow you know something to just kind of sit down and enjoy and experience for 20 30 minutes at a time fuck it's got great Um, reviews ign gives it it does it's got very high reviews which again not the most trustworthy source but it is a beautiful looking game and since it will be free you can download it and decide for yourself if you live in the united states uh if you live in europe europe or the european union or you know anywhere thereabouts not considered the united states region (laughs) you'll be getting a game called alienation instead of abzu uh alienation is a role-playing shooter uh you know typical set in the future uh space station type of thing um but you will also still be getting tales yeah (laughs) people that bitched about (laughs) being too original here's a here's a game that's just like every other game for you exactly but you will still be getting tales from the borderlands that that's going out for everybody um this game that's definitely something to look forward to i'm just checking out some of the images and videos and stuff it looks pretty cool i'm gonna check it out yeah i'll be putting up um links to all of these games on the show notes this week and they're also on my twitter uh at jesse bailey and that'll be uh, at twist my arm podcast or twist my arm cast on twitter what you just ride a turtle around it looks like (laughs) (laughs) huh that's super cool no i'm very intrigued about that one for sure and i mean yeah especially being it it looks like a and it looks like a fun, you know, escape, like you said, from a regular game, yeah. um, which I'm, I'm glad that they're finally throwing a little more, you know, variety into the free PlayStation games instead of just, you know, here's a, an arcade shooter and here's a zombie top down shooter and here's a twin stick shooter. And here, you know, it's just it's nice to have some variety and I appreciate it. I agree. I, um, I love the indie games that they keep posting or putting up there because. Yeah. Gives you the chance to explore so, other other, you know other companies and their ideas and shit yeah so the other thing that i've been playing uh i started actually just this morning but i i kind of got really into it was uh there's a new bethesda game coming out called prey um bethesda of course behind elder scrolls games and fallout games you know Mm -hmm. very very highly lauded um and it's coming out on uh may 5th which is the same day releases guardian 2 guardians of the galaxy volume 2 um now is this is this a remake in america (laughs) um i don't know was there original was was when did prey come out originally 2006 2006 i'm not uh, actually sure because i didn't play it let's see it was it's it's spelled p-r-e-y right correct okay so prey uh according to wikipedia was a first person shooter developed by human head studios um published by 2k games 
Hmm. I'm not sure. I believe it's unrelated, but don't quote me on that. Oh, wait. Um, uh, it's a sequel. It is a sequel. Okay. Upcoming. Is it a direct uh, here sequel? Go, here we go. Let's see. Upcoming first person action video game uh, published by Matiza. Oh, sorry. It's, an, it's a reimagining of the original 2006. So it's oh, okay. kind of a sequel, but it's more of a reboot, it looks like. Reboot. Okay. Yeah. So this game, um, there. one of the things that I really like that Bethesda's been doing lately is they're putting out the free demos because the games are super huge and involved, so they're letting you get a taste of it before you make you know, the you $60, invest. $70 commitment. Yeah. So Not only 60 70 I downloaded, bucks, but like 60 70 plus hours. And DLCs, <laughs> most likely, yeah. and you know, possible microtransactions, depending, yeah. but... So, um, so I downloaded the demo while I was at work again, really cool feature. If you have a PlayStation four, get the PlayStation app on your phone. You can set stuff to download on your PlayStation when you're not there I, so that it will be ready when you get I home. totally vouch like, for that. Love that app. <laughs> it is super smooth. Mm-hmm. Also, you can set your profile picture to something other than, you know, one of their stupid little pixelated avatars. But anyways, <laughs> um, pray is very intriguing um i played probably the first 40 minutes of it i was trying to make a you know an intro video and put it up on the twist my arm youtube but i got too enthralled and forgot to hit the share button a couple of times so i missed (laughs) most of the story of it but um basically it's 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 set in the future uh, the near future it's like 2032 and um you wake up in your apartment and you are given some instructions over a radio and the game starts. And the first like immediate feeling that I got from it was almost like a Bioshock, like just thrown into a universe and expected to perform type of a thing. Sure. Um, very unfamiliar, borderline creepy stuff, but it's very bright. You know, it's a very happy future. Everything is shiny. It's a good, uh, positive utopian future. There's no, you know, destruction or anything. Um, and as you progress through probably the first half hour, 40 minutes of the game, um, it, you start to get you start to get a very distinct uh, Half-Life vibe. The original uh, Half-Life. I don't I don't know if you ever played that game. I did. But I pl- well, I played Half-Life. The original. Too. Okay, so the original Half-Life, like that feeling of you going into work. It's going to be a regular day here's your wrench, you know, <laughs> yeah. everything's fine. It was a very, very distinct feel of that, like, um, super nostalgic. Like, <laughs> I felt I really liked it, um, but it almost felt like a ripoff of that exact scenario until I kept playing, and then I was like, okay, now I'm interested. This was a good, you know, good hook and twist and hook and I, twist. I'm already so in the first forty minutes. With uh, I, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. the The setting of this, I just wanted to read, like from the, yeah. the description. It's it takes place in an alternate timeline where John F. Kennedy survives the assassination attempt in '63, and yeah. as president, he directs more funding into the space program, allowing it to flourish. Um, Drawn by humans' activity in space, an alien force made up of many different species, collectively called the Typhon, Typhoon, Typhon, attacks Earth. The United States and the USSR band together to fight off and capture the Typhon. Together, they build the space station Teos-1 in orbit around Earth's moon to be used as a prison for the Typhon. So, 
Yeah, so the I, first I, I like part the, of the game... I, I really like the alternate timeline aspect to that. That's super intriguing. Yeah. So the first part of the game is you've been hired by the company that runs the Talos 1 space station. And they got to run you through like your last few uh, physical tests before you get to go to orbit. And so it's so the whole intro is you like getting in a car and going to work and stuff like that. And it's like like I said, it feels a lot like Half-Life in the first 20 or 30 minutes of the game. I would say I was intrigued by something new story wise, like three or four different times, like it's very um very thick narrative i really like it the immersion factor is high um now it it is meant to be like kind of a horror-esque experience like it's you know jump scares and things like that like a dead space Um, sort of thing so it's not quite as intense as dead space um but it's going it's going for the atmosphere of that so um, I have a friend who also downloaded the demo and played it, and he has kind of a slightly different take on the game than I do so far. So I was going to you know, go ahead and present his thoughts because they're counter to mine. Um, and if you, if you want to check him out, his name is uh, Jack, and he's uh, at Jack Killeen on Twitter. You'll see it on my, on my timeline. I uh, retweeted it about. But, um, so basically... The thing that he he enjoyed the game, um, but there is a soundtrack like that very high tension, like, you know, screeching violin from horror movie. Yeah. And this this soundtrack persists through kind of all of the game so far. Like it's always, always, always there, which is clearly meant to bring your tension way up. But I mean, it's there when there's no enemies around. It's there when there are enemies around. Like it just, it, it kind of starts to grate uh, after a while. Um, You can mix it out. You can turn the volume on it down. You know, obviously you can change your experience. So it's just a constant Um, high pitched violin screechy. Right. To the point where it, it, right. So the game definitely follows some certain, um, conventions you know sci-fi and gaming conventions like you know here's your first weapon okay now here's um uh somebody you're supposed to trust you know but maybe not you know like it's there's there's some obvious um heavy-handed things in it like some some i guess you would say overly basic storytelling um but he does also concede that it might just feel that way because it's the start of the game and there might be some big reveals coming that, you know, really add to the meat of the story or add to the meaning of it, you know, things like that. Um, So, like I said, the point of having Bethesda release the demos is so that you can try it out before you invest time and money because Bethesda games are going to cost you time and money. Um, Personally, I'm interested in it. Um, it, It's also coming out on PC. I think it's primarily designed for PC. Um, so if you have a PC, probably get it there because it will be better. Um, but if you have a PlayStation 4, go ahead and get the demo, at least check it out and see what you think. Yeah, it, it comes um, out it for looks all to be, for sure. It's coming out Xbox One too. Yeah. So. It looks to be pretty fun. It's also really good looking. And I will say that the, the tension and the visuals work really well together. Like the, uh, the enemies in the game are alien enough to feel dangerous without feeling like, 
uh, just kind of a rehash, if you know what I mean. Okay. So the same vagina um, looking enemies that come up with that, like right, the face that splits open down the middle with the teeth and yeah, you know. too many teeth, bunch of claws <laughs> hanging out of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So um, if you want to eventually, probably uh, later Sunday or early Monday, if you want to check out the Twist My Arm YouTube, I'll have some videos up on Prey. Um, yeah. In the meanwhile, if you if you want to check out the YouTube, we do have all of our drawn to death videos there. All of the Witcher videos, most of the Twitch stream archives are also on YouTube now. Um, so nice. just go ahead and search for TMA Games or Twist My Arm podcast on YouTube, and you should find it. Man, I feel Other so, than that, I feel so bad. You guys have been doing all this work, and I've just been sitting over here playing Zelda. <laughs> oh no worries. I'm sure Zelda once. Once Switch allows for native video capture, I'm sure you'll put up some Zelda videos. Oh, um, you better and, believe it. <laughs> and when you do that, you'll do that at twitch.tv slash TMA games. And you can also follow me at twitch.tv slash the real Jesse Bailey. Word. Cool. So I, you've, you've got me, you got me intrigued. I think I'm going to go get that prey demo. Here, see, I recommend check it. it out. It's 13 uh, gigs, so set your download while you're asleep. Yeah, for sure. I will say, speaking of Zelda and games that just suck you in, my God. I, oh God, I got this game, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I don't know if you guys have heard of, heard of it. Um, <laughs> it came out uh, March 3rd with the Nintendo Switch. Have you guys heard of that? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I'm familiar. <laughs> so no, I mean, just, just uh, you were talking about um, The Witcher Three and how you just get sucked into it and how the the open world, you know, and it's just so immersive, you know, and it just brings you into that world. Like Zelda is the exact same, but times ten, because like <laughs> I'm I'm telling you, man, like the you the most open world environments are like oh god the the different areas are unlocked by doing different things in the game you know zelda yeah. you can go anywhere at any fucking point in time like wow. I've, I've read or i haven't even read it. i've talked to i only know three people with the switch and so those three people have played zelda and each one of us has beaten the temples in a different order oh cool so you i mean you can and <laughs> You can go to these places at any point in time. Like, I was telling Kylie earlier, I was like, oh my God, I went to the very, the, the first temple, the first one you should have gone to. I went to it last. It, 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 I just think <laughs> it's so funny because, like, it, at the end, it gives you, like, something that, like, you really could have used oh my the God. whole game. Yeah. And yeah, I, I've been struggling for the whole game. game. Like, I've been struggling with, like, getting up mountains and, like, trying to trying to get places without losing all my stamina and all this shit. I've done it. I've made it. I've made it work. Yeah. But but I beat this last temple and and it's like, "Oh, here's this sweet fucking move that just blows you up into the sky 100 feet and like, gives you an no extra boost." Deal. Like <laughs> this is super easy to say get up Death Mountain. Like I was like, nice. "Fuck, man." But but that just in itself it, it opened up a whole new thing with with the games and then not saying that that opened up levels, but it just got me to go do extra shit. You changed the way that you play, yeah. yeah. And it, I don't know, man. It's so much fun. I like Kylie was saying. It's pretty much bled over into real life at this point. 
I was driving Kylie to work the other morning and uh, there was some grass blowing in the wind. And I was like, man, I bet I could start a fire and open up my parasail and I would blast up into the air. <laughs> like, <laughs> Get that, that or, hot air draft. Or like at work when I'm, I was... I don't know. I was like cutting some bread the other day and I was like, Oh man, I bet if I save this, I get some hearts out of it later. Like, <laughs> and I mean, these are serious so, thoughts that I have and that I realize I am, I am living. I am a, a real person doing real, real life. I'm a things. real boy. Like, I need to stop. <laughs> I need to get out of the game. So it's just, it's incredible, man. The graphics are outstanding. The fucking, the gameplay is so smooth. It takes a minute to get used to some of the button config configuration. Um, and mm-hmm. by a minute, I mean like four hours, but oh. <laughs> once you get used to it, it's, it's, but you're going to play for so, so many fun. more hours than that. So I, my record right now on my, on my little system, it tells me 75 hours or more Jesus. played in a week, two weeks. Yeah. No, oh, I guess, two a, weeks. I guess two a week weeks. and a half, something like that. <laughs> but I, I mean, I've lost sleep over this game. <laughs> I don't even, so have you seen, I don't even care. have you seen the, uh, the map? the map size comparison i have um animation where like the great plateau in this game is larger than the entirety of the map from ocarina of time yeah yeah (laughs) it's insane um i also want to point out i have played this game and i've gotten everything that i've gotten and done everything that i've done without a strategy guide and without looking online for any help at all boom brutal (laughs) i I don't know what my deal is, but especially with Zelda games, I cannot get, I, I just, I got to do it myself. You know, I beat, um, Legends of Zelda Link to the Past when I was eight without a strategy guide or the internet. And so I think ever since that's happened, I, I did it with Ocarina. I did it with Majora's Mask. I did it with Wind Waker, like all these different games I played without strategy guides. And so I've, with this the one, tradition. I, yeah, I've pretty much made a point to do it in this one and I've kind of regretted it at some points, but it's it's so much more satisfying when when I sit there and and cook different meals for two hours just to get the right elixir, you know, like yeah. <laughs> and then I find it, I'm like, oh fuck yeah, you know, take a picture of the little recipe really quick and fucking write it down in my notebook and keep it for <laughs> later. Like I could just look that up online real fast, <laughs> but I yeah, I it's more immersive though. And it's it's so much more fun that way. I I don't know. People have argued with me when I tell them this, but it's like it's like when you when you get presents for Christmas. If you already know what it is and you already know what it's gonna be, what's the fun in opening the presents? Right. You know, like what if you already if you go look it up and you find out what you gotta do, then what's the fun in figuring it out by yourself? Yeah, you didn't figure anything out. You just figured out how to type the question in. Yeah. That's the, I feel like that's the whole point of games, and maybe maybe I'm an elitist when it comes to a Zelda elitist. <laughs> Zelda elitist. <laughs> Kylie's a pizza elitist, and I'm a Zelda elitist. <laughs> I'm I'm elitist about too many things to list. I would so. say you're a star elitist. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Um, anyway, I I I cannot gush more about this game. Um, if if you get the chance, I I spent the majority of one Saturday night driving around to six different, six or seven different stores just to find a Switch console. So, if you have the time and patience to get the console, definitely go out and get it. Get Zelda, play it. Don't be a pussy 
play it without a book. Don't look anything up online. And, and it's a lot of fun. Um, one other thing to note, Mario Kart just came out yesterday, which would be Friday. So, of course, I went and bought it immediately after work. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, fun little fun fact. I get, I get a little, I got a little Rubik's Cube with it because Target did, a, did the promotion for Mario Kart. That's super neat. And so I went to Target and they give you a free Rubik's Cube with the game. So I'm never going to open it because I will, I, if I mess up the Rubik's Cube, I'm never going to be able to figure it out. I'm not good <laughs> enough for that. I can play the entirety of Zelda without a strategy guide, but I cannot figure out a fucking Can't Rubik's, even Rubik's Cube. cube. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, Mario Kart. Yes, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. It was. It's kind of a re-release. It was on the Wii U, um, and a lot of people say it's the best Mario Kart game that has ever been released, and it was one of, one of if not the best Wii U game to be released. And they basically took that and magnified everything in it by 100 and then put it on the Switch. And it's been so much fun. I was just telling Kylie on the break, I was like, I cannot wait Mm -hmm. to play Mario Kart tonight. (laughs) Because it's it's smooth. They brought back the double dash um, weapons so you can hold two two items at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, The drifting is really easy. Yeah. To to get used to, you know, like some some of those Mario Kart games, the drifting is a little off, but this one seems really smooth. Um, and my favorite part about not only Mario Kart but the Switch itself is the two Joy Cons that come with the system are two different controllers for Mario Kart. So basically, oh, you cool. know, you know, most systems come with one controller, and you have to go out and buy another one. Like this one comes with yes, one full right. controller, but with this certain game, you can use it as two controllers. And it's comfortable too. Really I mean, cool. they're they're tiny controllers, but it, it's still comfortable in your hands. And there's little adapters on it that that make it easier to play too. So it's, I mean, fuck if Nintendo keeps coming out with with games like this, if they keep you know releasing awesome titles, I'm totally for saying that this is the best system, pretty much in my opinion ever. Kind of. Give me Metroid or give me Death. <laughs> oh, you know that's coming. Yeah. Um, it better be. And oh man, and a game that that does need to come out now, especially for the Switch, being a handheld slash console, is fucking Pokemon. Mm, yes. We need a console Pokemon game, and luckily, rumor has it that at the E3 uh, show this year, Nintendo will reveal that they're gonna release Pokemon Stars, which is gonna be the Switch version of Sun and Moon. That would be cool. Indeed. So. If, if they do that, I mean, I am all in on the Switch. You know, if they keep coming out with games like that, I will totally, quote-unquote, make the Switch from my PS4 back to Nintendo, you know, and, and that'll be my primary <laughs> system. So you might be right in saying that my PS4 might 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 kind of die <laughs> in my arms here soon. Like but, some dust. But, I mean, I just, I love that Nintendo's kind of making a little bit of a comeback. So, um on the on the subject of Pokemon, have you guys read about the Pokemon Go? Pogo Bogo? Pogo Boga? Yes. Pokemon board game? Mm-hmm. Pokemon Go. I have not. Game. Sorry. So, let me get this, uh, this link up here. Basically, Niantic is in the process of developing a board game crossover for Pokemon Go. Um, <laughs> it's... Basically, here, I'll, I'll read the article. The article comes from tantrumhouse.com. 
And the decision to produce a board game came about through the observation of Pokemon Go players' digital habits. In a recent report, Niantic revealed that trainers had re- had traveled more than 603.5 billion kilometers, nearly 16 million trips around the world. Um, yep, so, I believe that. Yeah. So that that being said, uh, Niantic CEO John Hankey um, had commented that that you know 16 million trips around the world is an achievement, but how many of those kilometers were done by foot and not by a car? He went on to explain his right. suspicion that a huge majority of the Pokemon Go community has a fetish with playing the game while sitting at home if they are insistent upon playing the game. Contrary to the terms of service, there is opportunity there. So, with with them with that thinking in mind, Poga Boga is the the acronym for this. Um, right. It's a cooperative deck building area control board board game with a legacy element that so far appears to exactly mirror the mobile app's mechanics. Niantic will require a physical address in order to ship its game updates. Um, Game updates being in quotes, uh, and it's basically encyclopedia-sized boxes that contain modifications to the main game. Each game board will be unique. It's going to be a map, basically, of, of your shipping address and the surrounding area. So it so it'll send you a map of like where all the Pokestops and gyms are, and then you can go. It says, God, it says players will interact with the Pokestops and gyms that are printed directly on the board and can encounter Pokemon depending on dice rolls as their trainer tokens wander the board. That's super huh. cool. Yeah. So, the I guess the the backlash they're getting is there's no instructions included with the game. Uh, w- with some of these like demos that they've sent out, or like I guess prototypes they've sent out to people, it doesn't come with any instructions. And uh, it's weird. And so, so people are like really questioning how it's actually going to work. But if it's if they succeed in like getting getting it down and and like you know, <laughs> you have just this little board that connects to your phone or something via Bluetooth. You know, I, I don't yeah, know, I'm I don't interested. Know how they're going to do I'd... that. I think what it is, like, honestly, like he said, uh, you know, is people wanting to sit at home and play it. Like, um, I, what I noticed is a lot of the people that I know who play it are playing, are the people who play those Facebook games that require you to log in every day and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, it seems like this might be an attempt to grab that crowd even more, you know, maybe by the wallet. <laughs> like, sure. um, get them involved in something, you know, so that they're constantly using a Niantic app or constantly using a Niantic product. Uh, it feels, I don't know. It's that it sounds so strange. Like it's a physical map and it's got, they send you like, it's like a dungeons and dragons type thing. And they send you updates that way, like in a book. It's, it's, I mean, I don't know. It's intriguing, but I don't know if I would say it sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if if they do it right. Like I said, it looks like it's gonna take them a long time to figure it out. Um, but if they can get it right, then it could be a lot of fun. But I guess we <laughs> just have to see. It says, yeah, it says once the game is released, updates are expected to lag behind the mobile game a few months. 
so it's going to take a long yeah, time. Yeah, because they, they need time to reprint the maps and stuff when they add different things to it. Right. Huh. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to stay updated on that one as as more info comes out with it. I just read that yeah. not long ago, so we'll keep that keep that up with that. So one thing that is also rumored to be coming out, speaking of best game or best systems ever, um Nintendo might be planning on releasing a mini SNES for the holidays. So everybody remembers the mini NES that came out last year. The little fucking mm-hmm. tiny little looking Nintendo. Now it looks like they're going to release a mini Super Nintendo that's going to have a collection of games on it and stuff. And Oh man. I mean, Super that Nintendo, I would buy. Yeah, me too. Super Nintendo is the, the system that really got me into games. I mean, I had a Nintendo, but Kung Fu and Super Mario just didn't really do it for me. It 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 wasn't yeah. until I got the Super Nintendo with like Turtles in Time and fucking Zelda and Super Mario World and like all those Mega Man X, all that shit, all that stuff that I can play with my eyes closed now. It wasn't until then that I really got into games. So I still have my functioning Super Nintendo hooked into my HD TV. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Do we have a Super? No, we just have the. My mom still has my. Super Nintendo. My mom. My mom. Mom. Mom, if you're listening to this, send me my Super Nintendo, damn it. And it's not yours. It's not yours. I can hear you talking to me right now. It's not yours. It has it's my mine. Name I paid on for it. it. It has Josh Matson on the side of it. <laughs> yeah. Hook it up, man. So that uh, is expected to be, let's see, it says, if it's true, then it should be released sometime in November. But Nintendo, yeah, holidays. Publicly, they haven't publicly said anything yet. It's just a rumor. Um, I would be interested because they really they cut the production of the cl- of the mini NES like immediately. So I'd be interested if they're planning to do that at all, or if they're going to wait until after they feel comfortable with the number of Switch units that they've sold. Well, I, I wonder if it's just one of those like pretentious like, ah, man, we'll just release this a different system every year. And discontinue Maybe. it the next, the following, like, March, you know? Because they just, like, completely discontinued the NES, the mini, N- mini yeah. NES. They made their chunk of money on it, though, damn. Oh, yeah, and they, they couldn't sell enough of them, or they couldn't make enough of them. So, it, I, I could see them, like, because they discontinued that so early, I could definitely see this happening. And then I could see it happening even further with, like, an N64, a mini 64. Maybe, they, maybe they bring out a combo one that has... Nintendo uh, NES and Super NES. That would be cool. Um, I God, dude, just the things that, the, and with Nintendo being such an accessory crazed company. Um, yeah. They, I mean, if they if they do the SNES, then they're most likely going to do the sixty four. And if that's yeah. successful, then I mean, you have the expansion pack for sixty four. Be like, oh man, here's an extra sixty games on the sixty four expansion pack. Just plug it into the front of the right. console, and here's your extra games. You know, um, yeah, it would work. It, I think so. Kylie would totally buy the sixty four one. I'm sure. Oh my gosh, yes. Oh yeah. Waiting in line for it. That, that was her system. <laughs> Twas. What what games would it take for you to get the mini sixty four, Kylie? Like it, they because on NES they only put I think what thirty games on there. Uh huh. So they'd probably only put 15 to 20 64 games sure. on the mini one. Okay. What 
let's say what three games would have to be on there for you to buy it. Um, Zelda Ocarina of Time. Um... I don't know. That's a tough one. I know. I only get three. I know. Um, it's it's going to be such a limited quantity. I mean, and we're talking about something that hasn't even been discussed yet, but like. Yeah. I think uh, Mario 64 would be one of them. I think that'd be a given. Yeah. It would have to be on there. Yeah. And then I guess, God. you know, I'm going to generalize and say some sort of Pokemon game. There's too many Cool like ones. Snap or something? No, not Snap. snap or like stadium. stadium. Stadium, yeah. Cool. Snap was so much fun. Don't look at me like that. No, Snap was cool, but... <laughs> what about... So... Oh, man. I I hope that happens. I hope that happens so bad with 64. Mm-hmm. What Super Nintendo games, Jesse, would it take for you to buy a mini SNES? It probably wouldn't take much. I mean, I just need one Mega Man game. Um, well, it really, I just need a Mega Man game because I can't find a copy of that on cartridge for my actual Super Nintendo anywhere for really? less than a couple hundred That's funny. Bucks. Mom, so, you still have my Super Nintendo and Mega Man X2 copy, so I'm going to need <laughs> that back, pronto. Get on it, ma'am. <laughs> so, so Mega Man, any of the Mega Mans, I guess it would be what, X through 3? Yeah, because um, I'm pretty sure I have Donkey Kong Country. I've got Sim City. Oh yeah, I've got Mario World. Do you have Act Razor? Did you Mario ever play All Act Stars? Act Razor. I don't think so. Man, it was it was such a weird game. You you were like a flying angel and you built cities. It was, hmm. really, it was really strange. Anyway, it is strange, but no, I didn't. All right, so I guess. I... You're probably right though, Jesse. It wouldn't take too much to buy that system. Yeah. I just it would be whatever games I had that I don't physically own, then I would get it. Sure. <laughs> Which is what, like three, maybe? <laughs> yeah, probably four or five, but yeah. There you go. Yeah, so anyway, be on the lookout for that. Um we'll we'll keep everybody updated as well on the mini Super Nintendo that is rumored to come out in November this year. <laughs> I think that's uh, that's about it. That's about all for video games. Um, we are gonna breeze on through these movie this movie section here. There's not a lot to talk about in movies. Um, these are mostly just previews of upcoming things. Yeah, just just stuff that I'm really interested in. There's one particular topic that I I want to discuss with you, Jesse. We'll get there in about two minutes. But um, first things first, Guardians Two comes out on Friday. Whoa. Nice. Probably going to have to go see yeah. that for sure. Really excited for that. And Me too. With Guardians 2, there is there there is a connection here, so bear with me. Thor, the Thor trailer was released. And actually, there's like three or four connections I could go here. So, <laughs> but the Thor trailer was released, and first of all, it was amazing. It looked... It looked incredible and it was probably because it looked a lot like guardians of the galaxy and there it looked yeah. like they were kind of trying to take that that mold of that tone yeah and 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 use it to their advantage which is fine with me but um it had jeff goldblum in it and he looked strikingly yep. similar to benicio del toro's character the collector so yes i did a little bit of digging on that and i i found out that the grandmaster and the collector are part of a group called the elders i guess yep. and 
they I guess Marvel from what I was reading I think it was a Reddit article or something but it looks like Marvel has like slowly been making you think that Thanos is like the big ass boss man when actually in reality it's going to be the elders that are going to come out and fuck everything up uh, you know, I'm sure it will be a combination uh, like a multiple fronts war. I thought I I'm just I love those movies. I love how they're making everything with that, everything connected and how it's like something from four years ago from like the original Captain America is gonna come back, you know, in some way or another. Yeah. And I don't know. I ah, I just wanted to throw that out there. Because, some good good world building. Yeah, exactly. I just uh basically the Thor trailer was awesome. And it had Jeff Goldblum in it. And it seemed to tease Planet Hulk, which is great. That's the best Hulk there is. Yeah. I heard I was reading some stuff about that too, about how it's it looks like it's gonna be Planet Hulk, but it has nothing to do with Planet Hulk. That, right. But that like they're 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 offering up I mean, they're giving you that aesthetic. Like here's a an yeah. actual shot from Planet Hulk. Like they're testing out the feel of that, I think. Right. It's I guess from from what I've read, it's supposed to be like a a buddy a buddy road trip movie with Hulk and Thor. Right. <laughs> nice. Hell yes. <laughs> it's like so it's like they're gonna be become buddies and like go on a road trip through space to try and find death or whatever. So that should be so I'm thinking that that battle that you see in the Thor trailer is probably at the very beginning. And that also ties into Thanos because Thanos worships death. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing about Thor is that it's it's really supposed to usher in the Thanos story. And then yeah. like Black Panther is going to release the hounds as you will. So, yeah. Very excited to see where that goes. Also, like I said, Jeff Goldblum. You know, I just liked a page the other day on Facebook called the same picture of Jeff Goldblum every day. <laughs> <laughs> and so every day at about one o'clock in the afternoon, I get the same picture of Jeff Goldblum. And every day, uh, yeah, and every day. And I just the other day, something that made me really excited was that Jeff Goldblum has been cast in the upcoming Jurassic World 2 movie that comes out next year. Yeah, I am uh, uh, very excited uh, (laughs) for that. (laughs) I am not, no, I was not a big fan of. I was not a big fan of Jurassic World. Ugh. I like Jeff Goldblum, but I just I wish they would just let it die. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you're kind of on the same boat, Kylie. Uh, yeah, no, I I actually don't really have a preference either way. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, what did you think I of Jurassic World? <laughs> I, I thought it was <laughs> okay. Yeah, like it was something that kept me entertained. I paid attention the whole time, so yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen the Selena scene where they add uh, My Heart Will Go On, that like song, to certain scenes? And there's, there's one of Jurassic World where <laughs> where the T-Rex, or no, where the the giant fish dinosaur comes out of the, the water and eats eats the like Endomaking Sue Rex, is what I like to call him. <laughs> so, no. but yeah, like, anyway, that's so off topic, but... <laughs> Basically, it comes up and then my heart will go on starts and he eats the dinosaur and it's all dramatic and I'm it's sure fucking you've, hilarious. You've shown I, it to I've me. I've cried watching it. <laughs> it's so good. 
Um, I just if you if you want to watch good Jeff Goldblum, just go watch the League on Netflix. He plays Ruxin's dad. Yes, he's He's so funny as Ruxin's dad. Yeah, I I'm excited for that. I I like Jurassic World just fine, but Jurassic World Two I was not as excited about until I heard that Jeff Goldblum might be there. And now that I know he's gonna be there, I've already reserved my tickets, bro. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on from from that, enough of my Jeff Goldblum crush. We'll move on to my next crush. That is Logan, the movie Logan. Did you see that yet, Jesse? Logan. I have not. Oh well, my god! I've actually, I haven't seen a movie for a while. Since what, wow. Power Rangers a couple weeks ago? No, I saw... That's uh, <laughs> not true, man. I saw Power Rangers and I saw Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, lucky for you, Logan is coming back to theaters. And the gimmick of that is it's coming back in black and white. So it's going to be cool. like an artsy black and white film. Um, I'm going to probably go see that. I think it looks really fucking cool in black and white, and it would be a lot more dramatic that way for some whatever reason. Hmm. It would I, I don't know. Definitely go check it out. It's uh, let me let me pull up the thing. It's coming back uh, in May, I believe. God, I'm so unprepared. The show sucks. <laughs> <laughs> People have already, everyone that was listening to this show has already turned it off. No. Nah. They downloaded it and favorited it and shared it on Facebook. It was there, I remember. Yeah. Uh May sixteenth um is what the rumor is. It looks like it's only gonna be like a one day or one week thing though. Not ah, nope, one night only event. And it is Tuesday, May sixteenth is when the black and white version of Logan will be out. So, mark your cool. calendars for Tuesday, May 16th. Yeah, get tickets beforehand. Exactly. Go watch that shit. Because it's good. I mean, the movie's great anyway. And even if you don't see it in black and white, see it, you know, a week after that when it comes out to Redbox. Because it's really fucking good. Um, and on the topic of X-Men, there has been three X-Men movies. <laughs> uh, three X-Men movies um, <laughs> announced. For I think next year, all of them coming out next year, or the next two years, Deadpool two, which is obviously going to be cool, and then you got a movie called New Mutants, um, which I know nothing about. Do you know anything about New Mutants, Jesse? Um, they I don't. They're like you know the other X Men or like the next group of like X Men from the school or the something. B rated X Men. Yeah. <laughs> Good move, Fox. And uh, and then the last movie to be announced was Dark Phoenix. Now, this is what I wanted to talk about. Was the Dark Phoenix movie coming out that they've just announced. It's going to have Sophie Turner again as... Ooh. As... Uh, what's her name? Oh. Jean Grey. I'm down. And James McAvoy is coming back. And basically the whole... Like, that, that cast of X-Men is coming back for that. Right. Are you hopeful that this movie is going to be okay or do you think it's going to be another piece of garbage like the last stand was um i don't know i really like sophie let's get that out of the way um 
but then other than that i mean it's it's interesting because dark phoenix dark phoenix is their is their story heavy x-men character like they it seems like maybe they're trying to set up their whole own comic book universe around the x-men so that they can be like oh we have those giant multi-billion dollar franchise movies too you know yeah I just remember the Dark Phoenix saga being in space. Like, most of it was in space. Yeah, well, most of the Phoenix... I think the Phoenix Force lives in space or time or something. But um, they're going to have to set up, you know, possession and possibly aliens and stuff before that movie comes out. Uh Or, you know, or I guess that's what the movie will be. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess my next part of that question is, do you think... Do you think Fox should revert rights back to Marvel for the Dark Phoenix saga? I, I would really love them God, to do I, that, I, but I there's no way in hell. There's no way in hell they're just going to hand them money. Like that's what they there's no way in hell. Sony they, they would just it, be handing them money. But I'm but I'm sure Sony that was Sony gets money out of it too. Right. I, I and really I'm sure want Fox to do it. Come on Fox, just do it. Just give it back, please. Yeah, I mean, I hope they do, but I part somehow I just doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Kylie's over here shaking her head at us because <laughs> of your Sophie Turner crush. <laughs> I just think oh man, no, yeah, she's she's <laughs> oh. good looking. Oh, oh jeepers! <laughs> oh. That's oh. funny. <laughs> she could be the game on my <laughs> thrones anytime. <laughs> Um. So yeah, sorry. Anyway, to cut that short, Dark Phoenix saga. I didn't. I just kind of wanted to ask what your initial thoughts would be. You're more of an X Men person than I ever was. God, fuck you, cat. Asshole. <laughs> um, I think we X Men fans probably mostly are just wanting a well done. I, I guess the the really really we're at a point where Logan has satisfied most x-men fans i think like yeah people who really liked x-men you know because most i i would i would venture to say that most people who really like the new x-men movies are probably mostly newer x-men fans like people who didn't actually who weren't there for you know 80s or 90s x-men like right mustard brown they're just wolverine yeah they're used to to late '90s, early 2000s, you know, WB animated X Men. Sure, but that's just a guess. That's just a guess, and I know it makes me sound like a dick, but I am, so that's fine. Eh, you know, whatever. It happens. <laughs> um, yeah, I just ugh, we'll move on from that because I don't <laughs> even know. I I don't know, man. I hope they don't fuck it up. That's all I care about. Just don't fuck it up. So, moving on from X-Men and what I feel will most likely be a huge disappointment. <laughs> did you get to watch the Kingsman Golden Circle trailer, Jesse? I did. I'm really excited. Me too. Did you like the first one? Yeah, a lot. I, like I watched that when I I watched that movie, you know, the first time I watched it, I was like, "Oh, this looks interesting. I'll check it out." Watched it, immediately watched it again because I thought it was so fucking good. Yeah, is and it was that kind where you were like, I think I may have missed some stuff. Like, yeah. probably some witty stuff, but I think I missed some stuff. Like, right. And you know, the only you know, it's funny is the only reason I heard about that movie is because Mark Hamill was in that movie. 
Right. <laughs> and and there was some article, you know, Mark Hamill's in a new movie. He's a professor and, you know, Kingsman. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. I'm going to check that out. He sounds like he's going to be a predominant character. Wrong. He's in it for like 10 nope. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. I, I love that movie, though. It was fucking fantastic. So I'm very excited for the second one. You got Channing Tatum in there. He's supposed to be like the uh, the American version of, of the Kingsman. Right. And then you got, uh, I mean, the, the other guy's coming back. It looks like the original. I always forget this. I'm really, name, but, but yeah. I'm really, ex- Colin first. Yeah. I'm really excited. Yeah. Yes. It's. It's it it's a good fun. it's a good substitution <laughs> for the shitty James Bond movies that have been coming out lately. <laughs> That's the thing; it just looks fun. Like it's not taking itself too seriously. Exactly. It's just enjoyable. And that, I think that's what I like about the first one so much. Like Sam Samuel Jackson's character was so great. Yeah, he did not give a fuck about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, I'm in it. Yeah. You want a villain? I'll give you a lith. That's fine. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just talk with the lith. That that's pretty villainous, right? <laughs> yeah, I just I'm excited. It's like I said, the tone, the tone was just seems the same, and and I'm yeah, it's gonna be good. <laughs> yeah, much of the same, pretty much. Looks very funny, very action packed, and good action too. None of that cheesy Mission Impossible Seven action or. Fast and Furious twenty action, you know, like it's yeah. It looks like it's it's well done and not too over the top, you know. Yeah, so, agreed. Definitely stoked on that. Um, that's all I got for movies. You guys got anything? No. No. Uh, I think that's I think that's me for movies too. Actually. Cool. Um. Oh. The, oh. Oh. I will say. The dudes from uh, Neighbors 2, Seth Rogen, and the other guy, the the white guy, the other white guy in that movie, got cast as Timon and Pumbaa for the live-action line. Zach Efron? No, no. No. That's, that's a... what I said, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the other guy. Um, the other, like... He's a, he's in Neighbors 2, and I think he's the other couple. Like, that oh, okay. Have, like, trips or something with him. He's always trying to party, but, like, epically failing. So I think that's a that's a perfect casting for that. Especially yeah, Seth Rogen and Pumbaa. Come on. His voice, his laugh. Totally. Like, it's oh perfect. Jesus. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Um I think that yeah, that's all I got for movies. And I, I was gonna do like a little bit of a music section, but I don't have much. Um my band Acknot has a show Sunday, which is tomorrow. So if you're listening to this podcast and you went to the show, thank you. Um, if if you didn't go to the show, I'm pretty sure I have some something coming up here pretty soon. Uh, Corbin's band Poets and Wolves is also playing tomorrow, Sunday, April 30th at Syntax in Greeley. But they are also playing at Herman's Hideaway on May 3rd, which is this upcoming Wednesday. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, it's probably Sunday or Monday and you missed the show in Greeley, but you still have the opportunity to go to the show on Wednesday. <laughs> so definitely go check that out. They're a lot of fun and, and Herman's sucks to play at. So all the support that, that they can get, you know, is, is greatly appreciated. <laughs> Cause, oh God, fucking Herman's. <laughs> um, 
that's you know that's all I got for this entire show. It wasn't wasn't a lot, even though we took a a big break for two weeks. We still didn't. I didn't really pay attention to anything in the world. That's true. So well, yeah, mostly you were playing Switch, and you, you like I said, you could still do a Last Jedi trailer breakdown on your own because that's you, you'll have more insight into it than the rest of us will. I could. Um, I will have to go see how many YouTube videos are up right now with Last Jedi trailer breakdowns and see if I really want to add another it's one to that mix. But we'll see. Um, yeah, so that's gonna do it for the show. I believe I'm thinking about it right now and Corbin's Corner is probably going to be up next but if it's not then go check out this month's ver- uh, episode of Corbin's Corner um, <laughs> next week I we actually I swear to God we actually have a guest coming on next week he's like he's stoked about it he's talked to me a few times like in the last couple weeks you know this is the date right this is the time I'm coming on I'll totally be there bro let's do this his name is Paul, and he blows glass here in Denver, and he's a really interesting dude. So I'm excited to have him on the show and talk to him and get a little bit of the get a little bit of an insight on the marijuana industry here in Denver and the glass blowing industry here in Denver as well. Um, other than that, we have a couple other things scheduled for uh, for May. I don't really know what that is yet. I'll have to check my schedule planner. But we'll definitely keep you guys updated and uh, keep keep posting on Facebook and all that good shit. So thank you guys again for listening to the show. Um, we are on everything. Social media. You can find us Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, SoundCloud, iTunes, all that shit. Just search Twist My Arm. Um, you can also email us at twistmyarmpodcast at gmail.com. Jesse, once again, remind us of the website and your Twitter handles and all that. Twistmyarm.wordpress.com is our site. You can find links to all our social media there. If you just click on that menu button, there's one-click links to everywhere else. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Jesse Bailey. You can follow me on Twitch at the Real Jesse Bailey. You can follow the show on Twitch at TMA Games. Sweet, awesome. So that's gonna do it for this week. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week with a vengeance. Maybe I won't be as dead to the world. Focus a little bit more. This week is rough. Sorry, guys. Um, so, yeah, that'll do it for us. I'm Josh. I'm Kylie. I'm Jesse. Peace out. Yep. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Please tell us why you had to hide away for so long. Please tell us why you had to hide away for so long. Please tell us why